This time we're going to look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. Uh, in case you haven't been following along, uh, we're sort of in a section of Colossians where we move from Paul explaining all the benefits we have in Christ to uh, how we live our lives as Christians in response to the gospel we've received. So uh, first he talked about sort of our relationship to the church, then he moved on to our relationship with our spouses, uh, finally to uh, then to our kids. Uh, so we spent the last couple of weeks talking about uh, how we should raise our kids, and then today uh, we're talking about our relationship to work as Christians. And the text reads like this, Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service, as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Colossians 3, verses 22 through 24, and that is the whole reading. Now, uh, I am pretty sure, uh, based on the counseling I've done and the talks that I've done with people, that there are a great many Christians in America that believe that their work isn't glamorous or holy enough to really be effective for God. Um, pushed on by a stream of books that ask, uh, you know, are you radical enough? Or have you really surrendered all to God's awesome, scary plan? Uh, are you crazy for Jesus? Are you on fire for Jesus? I mean, do more, try harder, strive more. The, it, the list is endless of the kinds of things that come out of uh, Christian uh, books. There's this sense that if our lives are not like somewhat risky and dangerous, that we maybe aren't doing all that much for God's kingdom. And especially if the place where we spend most of our waking hours, which is our work, is doing things like, you know, working on an assembly line or uh, loading boxes in a truck or whatever it might be, we might be prone to thinking, well, I guess my work just isn't all that effective for the kingdom. And, uh, and what this text shows us, along with many others in Scripture, is that is simply not the case. As a matter of fact, I think the scriptures go out of their way to say that God is working in the midst, most often, of the ordinary stuff of life. That means even our boring, mundane, day-to-day -day jobs, our mundane, day-to-day -day work. If I could paraphrase the first verse of our passage, it could be read like this. When you're at work, obey your boss with sincerity out of worship to God. Done and done. Really simple, but that's something that Paul lists as being something that glorifies God, just simply obeying your supervisor. The reality is, most of us don't look very radical. Uh, we wake up, we take our dog on a walk, or we change the kitty litter, <laughs> we change a diaper, we fill a bottle, uh, we dress our kids for school, we argue with our teen about what time their curfew will be this evening. Uh, we sit in traffic and we hope that we don't say anything while in traffic that we'll regret later. Um, after ordinary work, we come home to ordinary bills to pay ordinary uh, children to discipline or play with and ordinary bedtime habits. And you know what? That is all awesome. That's great. There's nothing, there's nothing subpar about that life. What matters is not how radical you've been, but how faithful you've been and where God has called you to be. 
I know it's maybe not exciting or flashy most of the time, but it is the way of peace. After all, what did Jesus say he would promise to Christians, uh, what promise he would say to Christians at the judgment? He, he doesn't say, well done, good and radical servant. Well done, good and successful servant, but well done, good and faithful servant. So what God is working in you isn't so much an ability to do like more radical, like crazy stuff for him. Actually, what he's building in you a lot of the time is an ability to be content enough in him that you're faithful in the small stuff of life, even in hard, difficult jobs. Now, chances are at, at some time in your life, you've had a job or jobs that you really didn't like. I certainly know I have. I mean, I've had plenty before I was a pastor. I had all sorts of different gigs that I had to do to, you know, go through school. And I would imagine many of you have had jobs, maybe you're in one right now that you don't like. Um, and as fun as it might be for me to kind of share horror stories or uh, about uh, our previous work experience, uh, our text today, I think, moves us on beyond that. I think it gives Christians motivation to work hard even in a bad job situation. So if what we've talked about first today is seeing that God is in the midst of our everyday lives, what we're talking about now is how God motivates us to work in difficult uh, situations. Because uh, I think the reality is is that uh, the text seems to uh, at least suggest that the people he's talking to aren't in great situations. I mean, they're bond servants. They're people that are forced to do work uh, for a master. And Paul is giving advice to people that don't have the same kinds of freedoms we do. And so in closing here, I want to give three quick, I think, motivators for you. If you find yourself in a difficult job or a hard job and you really don't want to do it, um, number one, I think it's okay. I think scripture acknowledges that it could be you really do have a bad job, a difficult job. Not bad as an immoral. Now you say, well, why is that motivating to hear that? Why is it motivating to hear somebody say, yeah, you got to, you know, your job stinks? Well, Here's the thing, uh, it actually is motivating to be validated sometimes. It's motivating to, to hear someone else say, look, I know it's not easy. And for you to go, oh good, it's not just me. It's, <laughs> it's not just me that's the problem here. But a uh, second motivation in this passage is, uh, I mean, after Paul acknowledges that they are bond servants, that it's a tough gig, he also points out that your boss is not really your boss. Now, some of us have had really good bosses, Other, others of us, not so much. I've had both. Either way, every supervisor, every supervisor, good or bad, will let you down at some point or another because they're human. The only supervisor that will always treat you well and will always make the right decision is your Lord. Therefore, it is extremely important to remember on the day-to-day -day that ultimately everything you do, from the mundane filing of paperwork to the sales presentation, is ultimately done with him as your boss. And he's a good boss. Now, there may be times when your supervisor at work is driving you half nuts. You may be tempted to go off on him or her or just walk out. And in those times of temptation, seek to remind yourself that what you are doing is ultimately in service to your true master. And he is a good and perfect master. So, 
Uh, last thing, uh, last thing to motivate you. Remember, God is not a master or a supervisor like any other. Unlike our jobs that tend to motivate us with the prospect of earning, the more you do, the more you earn, our God as master motivates us by what we have been already given. That's the last motivation here. Your reward is already yours. Verse 24 in our text in Colossians 3 has some interesting wording there. Uh, we're told that we will receive the inheritance as our reward. Now think with me for just a moment. Does one earn an inheritance? Not at all. Uh, an inheritance is simply something given and received. That is it. Add on top of this that the bondservants Paul was speaking to would have had no earthly right to an inheritance. And what you have is Paul reminding these people of the gift they've already received through Jesus Christ. In other words, Paul is motivating them from the gospel. He is saying you are not working to earn your reward. You're working because you already possess your reward. And that changes everything. When you know that no matter how good or how bad you do, that ultimately God is satisfied with you. God is pleased with you through faith in Jesus Christ. Then that frees us up to work hard without fear of consequences or uh, fear of losing our reward. That reward is secure. We've been, we've been made sons and daughters of the King and we are adopted as His and it's guaranteed to come. So now we're free to give ourselves over to our neighbor, to give ourselves over to our boss, to give ourselves over to our job that we might not really enjoy because ultimately God will use it for the sake of our neighbor and for the glory of His name. So I hope that encourages you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening.